Welcome to Library Life, the podcast where we talk about all things library. And some things not. My name is Shana. And I'm Jenna. And this episode, we're talking about Jenna's book. So this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're kind of doing a little bit of a life update slash new project done. (laughs) I don't really know. New project done. (laughs) It's not quite done yet. It's mostly done, though. Yeah. Um, So Jenna just finished writing her book. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't think in great detail. No, I think I just mentioned like writing and stuff like that in general. Yes. And it's now done. Yay! Yay! Victory dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Jenna, why don't you just tell us <laughs> what, this, what this book is about? Okay, let me expand on the introduction <laughs> for you. Okay, so the reason why we wanted to talk about this on the podcast is it's a really big part of my life, and it also has to do a lot with libraries. Yes. Which is why I thought it would be good to talk about it on the podcast. Also, it's just a little bit of, like, shameless self-promotion. It is what it is. But I also think that you might find it interesting. And if you're not really into that, this is not your cup of tea, that is totally fine. You can skip this episode and head on to the next one or the past one or whatever. But I did think it was important. And I know a lot of people are interested in my writing and the different projects I'm working on. I think the first question is, what is your book about? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) So the book I wrote is called Shelf Life. Which, okay, let me start by saying that I did not even think about how it was, like, the same as library life. Until... <laughs> I didn't even think about that until now. Oh, you never thought about that? Okay, no. good. Good, good, good. <laughs> I did not think about the fact that the book is called Shelf Life and the uh, li- the podcast is called Library Life until I was writing my query letter to to get an agent where it was, like, I was writing it the same paragraph and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Oh, really? Like the same title, but just a little different. So anyways, the book is called Shelf Life, and it's set in a library, which is why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So it's a novel. It's 91,000 words long, and it probably doesn't mean anything to most people. I don't know what that translates to. That's like an average book. Okay. And it's a novel, and it's told through a series of vignettes. So vignettes are like sort of different scenes and they all connect. They're from different perspectives and they tell the story of a public library. And between the vignettes are different pieces of information. Like there's lists of what people have signed out on their library cards and there's emails and and Mm -hmm. resumes and stuff like that in between the narrative vignettes. Okay, so I think the best way to describe what the book is about is to just read you the little blurb I wrote for my query letter um, since I've been querying agents to represent the book. So this is a blurb that you might see like on the back cover. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the idea of this. So let me read it for you. Budget cuts is a phrase that no public library CEO wants to hear, including Amelia Levitt, who is in charge of a small library system in a shrinking city. To save her library from closure, Amelia launches a slapdash marketing campaign to rebrand the library that culminates in the biggest event of the year, a fundraising gala. Meanwhile, Teresa Stefano, an aimless 20-something who doesn't even like to read, begins working at the library after a string of failures to jumpstart that elusive thing called a career. As the gala grows, uh, draws closer, Teresa struggles to find her place in life and among the other women on staff who have a tangled history with each other. Tensions rise between those who are excited about the future and those who feel left behind by the rapidly shifting world that is reflected in Amelia's changes to their library. 
When tragedy strikes days before the gala, the staff must figure out how to deal with their grief while trying to keep the library alive. Yeah, I've read the book, obviously. Obviously, Shana's been harassed for, like, months. <laughs> yes. And I enjoy it, but let's talk about why you chose to write about the library. Yeah, that's a really good question. It's it's interesting, because, like, in some ways it's, like, totally cliche to, like, write a book that's kind of, like, adjacent to your life. Mm-hmm. And I want to, like, be very clear that the book is not based on real life. It's fiction. It's fiction. It's not like, this person is this person. Like, it's not like that at all. It's not a tell-all. No, of course not. And it's not like that at all. It's just, I think the library is a really interesting environment. If you worked in the library, you know that it's mostly women who work there, right? Like, there are men, but it's mostly women. Mm -hmm. And it's really unique in that way. Because it's a workplace. And I thought that was really interesting. And seeing the interactions Mm -hmm. of different women there... Um, I think that that was just really fascinating to me. And, like, the intergenerational relationships that are built, too. Different people in the library. And I thought there was a lot of room to explore. This sounds cliche, but to explore, like, the human condition, you know? Mm. As it's seen in the library. And also, I think it's really, there's some really cool opportunities to be kind of meta and, like, talk about books and a book. Yeah. Like, not not be preachy, but, like, <laughs> to, you know, maybe say a couple things here and there about like what are quote-unquote important books mm-hmm. you know and like even just showing like what the characters are reading so yeah I, I that's why I chose the library and also obviously I have a lot of experience there yes. but I think I just like thought there was so much there that we haven't books don't really talk about like I haven't read any other books that are set in the library have you no not in like the sense that yours is I mean I know there's some like fantasy books or yeah like... and there's some books where it's like the main character's librarian yeah but it's not the story is not set in the library it doesn't revolve around the library yeah so you talked about how this book is not based on your life but based on your experience working in libraries yeah like all writing is based on your life experience how yes. could it not be so then my question would be how long ago did you start writing this book so it's kind of interesting how this book came about Mm -hmm. i'm definitely playing the long game with this book (laughs) so i started writing it when i was in first year in university which is kind of crazy i've been graduated at a university for two years now so like six or seven years ago i guess i started writing it Mm -hmm. and what it started as is i took this creative writing course in first year and we had to write these 10 vignettes that fit together to kind of tell a story. And it, the assignment was 10 vignettes. And I set them in a library. And it's funny because there are glimpses of that original, those original 10 vignettes in the book. Mm-hmm. But totally different, you know, obviously. So I remember I handed them the assignment. I had a really great prof who was really kind and invested a lot of time into her students and into her students' future in writing. I was going to say career, but, like, that feels a little, that feels a little, a little, I don't know. Like, that's not the right word. But, like, a lot of time into creating student writers. So she had said, like, you know, on my assignment, you should keep working on this and maybe do something more with it. Hmm. And I remember, like, I, I don't even know what I said, but it was something like, I'm going to get this published. And, like, I had to work up the nerve to say that, you know. 
Like, I went up to her, and she was kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> like, she was like, no, she. I'm making it, she was really kind, but I was just like, it was a big deal to say, like, I'm going to work on this and make it something mm-hmm. that can be published. And I didn't necessarily know where that was. I knew it would be book length, but I didn't think of it as a novel necessarily right yeah. away. Because it's all these little scenes that are kind of like little slices of life, whereas I feel like now the book is more like chapters. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's not just like, oh, a little snippet here and there. Like, they are very brief, mm-hmm. but they're not like, it, you could definitely call them chapters. For sure. So, yeah, so I started then, and then I worked on it on and off. I just kind of took a year off where I was like, I'm not going to be a writer. That's <laughs> too much work. I'm going to go to library school and become a librarian. Or I think I just thought I'll never make it work. Yeah. So I took a year off from writing, and then I went back to it. And um, I graduated university with a rough draft of the book. That was insane. Like, looking back, (laughs) I'm just like, how did I ever do that? Like, I don't know. Because I I don't know. It was not a good draft. But it was a draft. It was a draft. That's right. (laughs) And, like, first drafts are messy, right? Yeah. And I think the draft, it wasn't long. It was, like, 30 or 40,000 words. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think for a long time, I thought it was going to be like a novella-sized book. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept adding to it. And there just kept being more and more to it. And mm-hmm. I also, the book has a lot of perspectives. Yes, it is. So I think I just had to add more to fill out all the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've been working on it a really long time. So basically, when I graduated university, I had this crappy rough draft. So I basically rewrote the whole thing. And then I, I, there's a few times I'm like, I'm done. And then I was like, (laughs) no, I need another draft. Yeah. I'm done. Someone read this. I'm done. And then I would write another draft. And each time the drafts got smaller and smaller because it's less work to do. Yeah. But yeah. So it was definitely like, I feel like the most of the work happened in the revision for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So what has been your writing process? Interesting question. I don't even know what that, like, I know what that means, but I'm like, so the book is like, it's interesting because it is so, choppy is not the right word, but like it moves, I think it moves quick. Yeah. I'm like totally have lost any subjectivity about this book. I don't even know up from down. Like, so you can't trust everything I say, but you can tell me if I'm way off course. Okay. The thing that's interesting too, and I think a lot of people who work in the library are in this position. Where you work part-time, and then you do something else. Yes. Maybe not on first, it was a purposeful part-time, where it's like, I purposely just want to work part-time so I can do this other thing. Yeah. But maybe it grew into that. Like, for me, I kind of knew, I want to give this writing thing a go. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, for me, I felt like, you know, I... I shouldn't work part. I shouldn't work full time. I shouldn't work part time. I shouldn't work at all. I shouldn't work at all. I need someone just to fund me. Mom and dad. I need a benefactor. Yeah. I need a patron. A patron of the arts. Anyway, no one would do that for me. No one. I don't know anyone who has the money to do that. So anyways, I knew I had to work to support myself, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I like my job. Yes. So I would work part time and I would write. And I feel like I've always felt like I didn't use my part time time enough. I didn't use it wisely enough. What? Like, do you know what I mean? I felt like, I felt like a lot of the times when I was working on the book, I was not justifying working part-time. 
Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Like, what I mean is that I, so I'm like, oh, I'm only working part-time so I can work on my book. But I felt like I would work on my book, like, maybe three or four hours a week. Oh, I see what you mean. And then I'd be like, well, technically I could have worked full-time and done this. Yes. So I think for a long time I really felt kind of guilty about working part-time. Especially since everyone, whenever you work part-time, everyone always asks, Mm -hmm. oh, when, is that full-time or when are you going to? When are you going to get full-time? Oh, this full-time job came up. Are you applying for it? Yeah, I've answered that a lot of times. And I have had some situations where I'm like, a full-time job comes up and I've seriously thought about applying for it. And like, I think lots of people write, who work full-time can write books. Yeah. And like, I'm sure I could have if I had to. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's just really, it was a really hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Like, I wanted to work Mm part-time, but it's really hard to justify that to people, especially people who aren't creatives. Yes. You know, like, it's hard to go to family dinner and be like, (laughs) oh, I'm working, like, 15 hours a week. And they'd be like, what? Yeah. Well, don't you want more? Well, yeah, I'll take more, but, like, you know, I need to have some time to write. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you could just see, like, judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's tricky but what I've come to realize is that even if you're not writing every hour of like like so say you work nine to one yeah and then you don't come home and work two to five on your book that's okay because a lot of what happens with writing is just like making room for it you know in any creative thing like you make room in your life for it you need time to read you need time to take in other other people's art Mm -hmm. whereas if you work nine to five you come home you decompress you do all your life stuff and then it's like, oh, where's all that room I needed? Yeah. Like, so I think the act of writing is not just, like, typing up words on a page. It's also all these other things that go around it. hmm And, like, could I work harder? Sure. Definitely. Like, could I use my time better? Of course. But, like, I was okay. Like, I could live on part-time. hmm Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not living high on the hog, but I could live. Yeah. It works for me, the, part- the part-time life. And, like... Now, being able to have a finished book. Yes. Because I think, like, even I turn my nose up at people who are like, <laughs> I'm going to write. Yeah. And I know it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> I know that you got to give people a benefit of a doubt. But my thing is, like, when people are like, I want to be a writer, but they don't want to do the work. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. If you write, you're a writer. But you can't be like, oh, I'm going to not work to be a writer and then not do any of the, wor- the work. That's too many words. I am not going to work a day job. Yes. That's what I want to say. And then I'm just not, I'm taking a year off to write my novel. And then you don't actually put in any of the writing work. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. I feel like that's a big stereotype for Oh, for sure. that says they want to be a writer. Yeah. And I think like that's what I was worried about is like people would be like, oh, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And but Jenna, anyone who knows you knows you're not lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can be, but yeah. <laughs> You know, you have to work at it. You yeah. have to, like, show up yeah. for it. So, anyways, that's, like, a big tangent. Just to say, like, the part-time <laughs> grind is is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that I have a job that lets me work part-time and that I could afford to do that. Because I know yeah. that's, like, such a privilege. <laughs> and I, like, recognize that. I was really privileged. I had lots of work when I was in university. Mm-hmm. So, I was able to graduate without any student debt. Because I just worked all the time <laughs> and I would work my summers away and and I feel really privileged that I had jobs. Yes. 
yeah, I earned that, but also I didn't. Like, there was so many things that people just did, like, help people help me. Like, they gave me opportunities to work, and, and I didn't have any student debt, so that was a big yes. relief. So I was able to just live the part-time life, mm-hmm. you know? That's kind of how how that started, and then I just chipped away at it. I had wanted to be finished the book a year after I was finished my undergrad. I do remember you, you remember saying that? that. Yeah, you're like, by Christmas time, it's going to be done. Uh, also, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I have crazy deadlines that never work out. Yes. Jenna's very goal-oriented. Yes. Very much so. Ambitious. Yes. You wanted to get your book done. In a year. So I kind of gave year. my... Well, what I kind of did when I graduated university is I gave myself a year to write the book. Like, I gave myself a year to be a writer. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm going to work part-time I'm not going to go to grad school because that was the big thing when I was yeah. in university. It was like, should I go to grad school? Should I go to do my master's of library science? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give myself a year to, to make a go of the writing thing. Yeah. The year goes by and I don't feel like it's done. Yeah. Like if I don't feel like I've done enough or I don't feel like there's been enough progress because I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have my book. I might, my book could have been done in a year, but it wasn't going to be like with an agent or solar. It would be yeah, done. Yeah. But it, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I wouldn't be able to measure success in a year. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But I thought, if I have just sat around for a year, haven't worked on the book, then I'll then it will be time to get a job. Like, a real full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know? But then a year came, and I felt like I had made enough progress. Had I written that article for Elle magazine? I think so. Yeah. I had written an article for Elle Canada... So that was kind of like a cool, like, you're a real writer yeah. opportunity. And that was in the print copy of the May issue, 2019, I believe. I had a few other little opportunities here yeah. and there. So I felt like it was okay to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a big part of writing. It's just like the head games. For sure. You know, getting through those. Yeah. So how many drafts have you completed at this time? Um, good question. Well, the first draft, obviously. (laughs) The second draft, I felt like after the second draft, like I did the rewrite of the whole book, I was like, this is like so close to being done. (laughs) And I sent it to some people and now I'm like ashamed that they read that. (laughs) And I did the second draft and then I did like another third draft, fourth, maybe like five or six in. Wow. It's hard though because like you do little things here and there and like that kind of a draft. And then I, I tried this method of like going through and doing character arcs. Mm-hmm. Like instead of I would just go through and like edit for one character, didn't really work. <laughs> I do remember you saying that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of a free for all editing. Mm-hmm. I edited a lot, like years of editing. Yeah, yeah, I would say like six. Let's say. Wow, like that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, and I think it's easy to be like, oh, I just wrote a book, whatever. But it's like, no, I wrote a book. <laughs> yes, it's like legit. So what are your hopes for the book? Well, I think that's obvious. Most people want their book published. Yes. And I obviously do as well. That's part of also why we're making the podcast on the book is to like update people because I know a lot of listeners like that I know in real life are interested in like my writing, but also just like get the word out there that I am right now doing going through the query process to find an agent. So there's different ways you can publish a book. Like you could self-publish it. Uh, which I don't want to do because that's a lot of work and mm-hmm. a lot of money out of my pocket that I'd have to earn back. What I'd like to try going down is like the traditional publishing path 
So what I'm trying to do right now is get an agent to represent my book. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with that, basically the way I kind of explain it to people is it's the same idea as like a real estate agent sells your house. You yeah. get them and they know all the, the law part of it and they know they have connections and they can line up a buyer for you. And then you give them a commission based on how much your house sells for. So that's the same thing with a literary agent is you, they represent your book, they get a commission of what you make off the book. And then they also have contacts at big publishing houses that you wouldn't be able to access. It's just mm-hmm. like a random mm-hmm. person. So right now I'm doing the agenting process. Querying is really interesting because like you just throw out this query to all these people and like hope that they read it. Mm-hmm. I've had a few leads in the querying. Yes. But nothing for sure mm-hmm. at this point. And this is the long weekend. Uh, Labor Day weekend is all we're recording this episode. I mean, that would be awesome if I have a different news for you when this gets published in real time. But mm-hmm. right now, I don't have an agent, but I have a couple leads for things that might work out. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a tough industry to break into, you know? Yes. So many people try, so many people write good books, and they never get an agent. And I have kind of resigned myself to the fact that I might not get an agent. And then my plan is to just approach independent publishers. Mm-hmm. And, like, just submit to the editor of the publisher and see if anyone will take it. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough, you know? It's, like, a lot of the publishing stuff is, like, you wait. Yeah. You wait, like, ten years to hear a no. Not ten years, but it feels like <laughs> it. Where it's, like, you send out a submission, you wait six weeks or however long their reading period is. Mm-hmm. You never hear anything. I guess they didn't want that. Yeah. So, but the thing you have to write is this query query letter that goes on top of it. It's kind of like a cover letter for a job. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, oh, is my query letter not good enough? And you're like, oh, is the book not good enough? Did I just waste three years of my life? Yeah. Six years of my <laughs> life, really, I guess. And I don't know. It's rough. And like, Shana, you got the brute of it. Yeah, a little. <laughs> I feel like the last few days have been rough. Yes. Jenna's confidence has taken a hit. Which is it. so weird. <laughs> it's just such a mental game. Yeah, like, it really is. I like I've I've had enough people read the book that I know it's good. Mm-hmm. But is it good enough? That's the question. Like, will this publish? And it's not the fact that it's not a good book. It's just like, is this what the mark the publisher is in the market for? Mm. Like, is this timely? And, like, yeah. I hope it is because it's different, right? Like, I don't know books that are set in libraries. And it's about women. Like, what does it mean to be a woman today? Yeah. Working woman. <laughs> yeah. And, like, what does it mean to be involved in, like, the literary world? And what does it mean to not like to read? Like, yeah. I think that there's interesting things there that are timely. I kind of wrote the book I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was interested in, like, the... What do you do when you're, like, 30 and you're still don't have a career? You're single. Like, a lot of people I know are like that. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's... I don't see that in fiction that much, no, you know? No, we really don't. And I was like, I want... That story is interesting to me. hmm So, so, yeah. It's it's tough. Like, the mental games. Because you're like, oh, logically I know it's good. But I feel like there's so much riding on it because... It feels like such a pipe dream, and you kind of know that the whole time you're writing a book. 
And then all of a sudden when you get a little taste of like, maybe this could actually happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to come down from that. And it's really hard to be kind of level-headed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yes. like you overcompensate where it's like, okay, I want this so bad that I have to convince myself it's not going to work out to like save myself from getting hurt later when I when I when I get rejected. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But I feel like you've got to find a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. You don't want to get your hopes up, but then you also want to have hope that it's going to get. Yeah. Done. <laughs> like, cause I don't like. I honestly don't think. Like, I really do think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good as well. But at the same time, I'm like. Like, when I'm waiting for an agent to read it or something like that. Yeah, first of all, it's like, yay, I'm so excited someone wants to read it. And then it's like, oh, my goodness. As you're waiting, you're like, they're not going to like it. Or like, <laughs> wow, they haven't read it this quick. They haven't yeah. read it quick enough. So that must mean that they're not interested. Like, you start reading and all this thing. When you look at the emails again and you're like, well, they said this. Does that mean that? And like, holy crap. It's yes. so not healthy. No, not at all. But that's kind of where I'm at with the book right now. I'm really excited, and I'm excited to have people read it. I, like, want to know what library people think of it. Yeah, are you at all worried about what your library is going to think about? I kind of think. <laughs> a little. But, like, honestly, I, it is not, like we were saying earlier, it's not a tell-all. No. And it's not, like, at all, this person is this person. Yeah, and it's not like the library is awful and, like... No, and I really don't think I vilified anybody. No. Like, there are people who are, like, nasty, but but I think I try to give them a little room to show why. Yeah. So, at first I was worried about it, but now, like, even just talking to people at work, they're all excited for me. hmm I do wonder. I am curious <laughs> how it's going to go down. <laughs> But also, it's kind of like a problem for another day. But I really do think that it's written in a way that, like, I didn't, there's nothing malicious in it. Yes. At least how I wrote it. I can't control how people are going to feel. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I think, I don't think so. I think a lot of people, I hope a lot of people will find, like, parts of their story in there. Not in, like, a, not in, like, I ripped off your story, but in the way it's like, yeah, I relate to that. Yes. Like, I, I feel that. Like, just a changing of, like, a rebranding campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, we've both been through that. Yes, we have. I'm sure a lot of you listeners have as well. Like, when the library decides they're going to, like, rebrand themselves to be, like, this new tech thing. hmm But, like, I think, especially for us, like, when I first started writing the book, it was a little bit more, like, this is actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've been rebranded for, like, years now. Like, a yep. few years. That's kind of in the past. And, like, that, the bitterness that was there with people is in the past. Yes. So... If there's enough distance with it, then I'm not really worried. Um, and, like, I started writing it when I was a shelver, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a few characters that are shelvers, and, like, one of the storylines is that the girl doesn't get a job, mm-hmm. a promotion. And I, like, had friends who were going through that when I was writing it. And so I used to, like, that disappointment and, like, how do you support a friend who's been disappointed so many times? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's the same way that if you were writing, like any story you use your emotional interactions with people mm-hmm. in your work. Yeah. So let's say that the, your book gets published. Yeah. Um, will you quit your day job? <laughs> no, I won't be able to afford it. Likely. No, I realistically know that like, it's not 
reasonable. It's not practical to quit your day job after one book. Also, I don't want to. I like working at the library. Mm-hmm. I really like my job, and I think it's good for me to be out in the world. But but also just realistically, I am not gonna make enough money to quit my day job. <laughs> like I won't. I just I won't. I know yeah. that, and that's okay. Like I'm I'm not. It sounds dumb, but I'm not in it to get rich. Like, I am a little. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I am a little, like, it would be nice, but I like my job. I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh, I, like, I'm working nights at McDonald's. I just, like, want to get out of that. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I really, yeah. like, I'm really happy with how my life is right now. So, I think, like, what I want is just I want the book to be out in the world. And I want people to, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I want people to be able to see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, realize that they're not alone. That sounds cliche, doesn't it? Just a little. But, like, I want people to realize that it's, like, I see you is what I should say. Yeah. Like, I see you. People see, like, we recognize that. Mm-hmm. The hurt. Or that feeling of loss. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been exciting. But it is, like, a constant game of self-doubt. And I feel like I'm pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. With my book. But it's also, like, even coming at it with all that confidence is, it's crazy just how much self-doubt I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how people do it who don't even believe in their work. Mm. Like, I think that's why so many people start writing and never finish. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, there's so many people who are like, oh, I started a book, but I never finished. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully Jenna's book gets published. I will keep you updated. I have, like, so much to say about, like, just living the creative life and creative writing and, like, the whole work-life balance thing. Mm-hmm. So, if you're interested in that, like, if this kind of conversation was interesting to you, feel free to check out my blog. I write about writing over there. It's just jennahazard.ca. That's J-E-N-N-A-H-A-Z-Z-A-R-D dot C-A. So, if that's your your thing if you're a writer i would actually love to hear from you the writing community has been so important to me and Mm -hmm. so valuable over the course of writing this book i've had so much support like from uh people in mentorship roles and from like my peers and i have a writing circle that i'm part of so if you're a writer and you want to talk about writing or (laughs) you need some encouragement send us an email and i would be happy to write back um Mm -hmm. Because I I get it. I know how intense it is. And I know how easy it is to just, like, lose the hope. Mm. But, yeah, I I think community is just so important. And, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm happy to to, to do that. And if you know me in real life and you're a writer and we've never talked about it, uh, yeah, let's talk about it for sure. If it wasn't COVID time, I would be like, yeah, let's have a coffee and talk about it. (laughs) But, obviously, that's not really practical right now. No. But I just wanted to, like, reiterate the importance of community. And, like, I really want to invest in the writing community, like, online and off. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. It's, it's done wonders for me, and I want to be able to do that for other people. So, so yeah, I am excited about the book. And I'm excited about the future of the book. I know mm-hmm. this episode's been kind of, like, ho-hum. <laughs> it's been a little down yeah like, <laughs> let's bring it back <laughs> but like i want to be real right like yes i want to be real about how it feels right mm-hmm. now because i know that as soon as it happens for me i'm gonna forget how i feel yeah i'm gonna just remember how exciting it is to have the book published 
And I know it will happen one mm-hmm. way or another. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how right now. Yeah, but I want to be real about that so that other people who are going through the similar, like, feelings of doubt, who are, even if you're not a writer, like, you do other creative things, that's normal, mm. you know? And, like, there's room for that. But don't let it, like, hold you back. Like, don't let it stop you. Yes. You know, like, freeze you up in self-doubt. So, yeah, I, I do have hope. I'm confident. I'm really excited about the book. I will keep you guys updated if anything happens in regards to it. So, the book is called Shelf Life. And it's set in a library. Yes. So I think you guys would all like it. Mm-hmm. By the nature. I feel like this is a podcast. I feel like you'd like the book. <laughs> yes. And I think it, I just, I hope you like it. I it put a lot of myself into it. So, yes. And you finished the book. Woo! I know. <laughs> that is an achievement, right? Like, regardless yes. of all the publishing stuff, it's like, you wrote a whole book. Yeah. Like, dang. <laughs> That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to that, I know it's different than what we normally do, mm-hmm. but I wanted to loop you guys in to another part of my life, especially since it has to do with libraries. We would love to hear your stories of your writing or your creative mm-hmm. things, hobbies that you're yeah that you're involved. Yeah, because in. like we're talking about writing, but like honestly, so much of this applies to so many other yes creative endeavors, like mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Why don't you reach out to us on um, Twitter at Library Life Pod, on Instagram at Library Life Pod, or send us an email at librarylifepodcast at gmail.com and we will get back to you. Especially if you're a writer just looking for a little, little, little pick me up. Yeah. I am happy to talk to you. So not that I have all the answers, but we yeah. can we can be in it together. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, thanks for again for listening. And this concludes episode 31 of Library Life. May the good books be long and the bad books be short. Until next time.